thanks for coming in. We have Kyle here. Kyle, thank you. No, pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, so you're with Brain Train? I am. I'm with Brain Train Centers. Uh, my name is Dr. Kyle Skog. I am a brain, um, a neurofeedback provider. And uh, so we provide EEG neurofeedback there, and it's helped out a lot of folks, including myself. And uh, so I'm kind of here to talk a little bit with you all about it. Okay, well, tell us uh, where'd you come from? Where'd you grow up? And, you know, what school did you go to that led you to this? Okay, so I am from a tiny town in northern Illinois, northwestern Illinois, so it's not anywhere near Chicago. Um, is a extremely rural area. There's one stoplight in the entire county. <laughs> And it's not a small county, so there's just, like, barely anything where I'm from other than corn and deer. And then, uh, so I grew up there, and then I uh, went to Mississippi State for my undergrad, got a bachelor's of kinesiology there, and then realized that, you know, you can't really do much with the bachelor's of kinesiology. You have to go do something else um, in addition to that. So then um, I learned about chiropractic, and I was like, okay, chiropractic school sounds fine. Like, let's go with that. So I went to chiropractic school. Um, I graduated from Life University last September, so I got my doctorate there, and the the process of doing that was actually kind of how I came to learn about neurofeedback, because I'm trained as a chiropractor, but then I learned about neurofeedback, and now I've actually received more training in that and learned more about it, done some research into it, and things like that, and now I'm providing it uh, because of how much it helped me with some stuff that I was going through. So that's kind of the uh, the broad trend of you know what happened, or like what my uh, early life was, stuff like that. But basically, like where I'm from... You ever seen a cornfield? Well, that's where I'm from. <laughs> so. Okay, cool. Well, tell us how did you how did you get to where you are with your background that led you to neurofeedback? So, I guess actually this does involve a little bit of history. So, growing up, I um, mean, it's something that I think a lot of people tend to find as they grow older is that you know they were the smart kid when they were young. And then that kind of leads to some problems as they start to grow because, like, for example, for me, school was never difficult when I was young. And not that I'm, like, the smartest guy in the world or anything, but it just, you know, I didn't have to really try in school. Like, you know, so, you know, through grade school, high school, even my, even undergrad, it just weren't really all that difficult. Well, then when I got to chiropractic school, that was a completely different animal. Like, the first year was definitely tough, but it was kind of what I expected. But then, um, so Life University operates on a quarter system. So, you know, four quarters in a year. Each quarter is about three months. So the fifth quarter, so the start of the second year, is where they turn it up. And uh, there are some very hard classes. zero to 100. Kind of, yeah. Or really from, like, 80 to, like, 300. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it it was wild. Um, Like, I started feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to, like, fail something or I'm not good enough. And, uh, like, there's these classes that were just so difficult like one of the one of the classes and there's like 10 classes that quarter the guy has five doctorates like the guy's insane great teacher but he's literally insane (laughs) and um anyway so that's where I first like started realizing like oh god like I need to work and like my usual kind of casual studying something that wasn't gonna work then so I started developing anxiety which I'd never had before so I didn't really know how to deal with all. so it's like a new world basically yes like but not a not the fun one from Little Mermaid. <laughs> and uh, so I started getting really nervous uh, that, I, oh, God, I'm not going to pass these things. Like, it's, you know, I was starting to have a little trouble sleeping or I wouldn't want to do anything other than study just out of raw fear of failing because I was like, if I, ne- if I don't pass these classes, then I'm going to, you know, then I'm going to never be able to pass them at all. Well, unfortunately, that was like kind of the start of darkness because then it transferred into after that quarter was done, you know, passed everything, actually got pretty good grades. But after that was done, I couldn't turn that off because then the next quarter is actually like even harder. 
And I was like, okay, like I, I have to study, I have to study, I have to study. And then I was like, I cannot pass these things. And then, so I started dropping classes because as I couldn't, I felt I could not keep up with the load, but then that turned into, oh God, like, I don't want to learn these things. Like I'm too scared to learn. I don't want to have this responsibility or anything like that. And, or I'm going to be a terrible chiropractor. I'm going to get somebody killed because like, we're learning about all these cancers and infections and things like that. Like, oh, I'm going to miss them. And so I was starting to freak out about that. Like, like just all these different things warping into, and then it turned into, I don't want to be a chiropractor at all. Oh. But that became, well, a kinesiology or bachelor's kinesiology is not going to get you a whole lot of jobs. So I was like, if I don't finish this degree, I mean, I'm already $80,000 in the hole from just that degree because chiropractic school is expensive. Yeah, I bet. And uh, so I was like, okay, so I'm in a load of debt. I have no real job prospects. Like, what am I going to do? So that was causing even more anxiety. So this is all building itself. And then I started having problems sleeping. So um, for those who don't know, a lot of your body's repairing, restoring, I mean, even just for your pure mental health, a lot of that is done when you're sleeping to just allow the body to rest, repair itself, to re-energize like as it were. Like some people can do with a little bit of sleep. Like, you know, there's different, you know, natural variances and stuff like that. I could not. Like I was literally getting two or three hours of sleep a night, every single night. And I would mm-hmm. lay there for the next six or seven hours freaking out about, you know, life career oh i'm gonna get somebody killed but then it started warping into anxiety about anxiety i was like oh gosh like i'm freaking out i'm freaking out i'm freaking out i'm freaking out like i could not turn my brain off it was like a little um spinning wheel of energy that i just could not get to stop at all no matter what i did and i started feeling helpless like because like when you lose control of your own mind i mean that's you like, you know, if your arm hurts, I mean, it's like, okay, like you can see your arm, but like your, your mind is you. Yeah. Like you can't see it. You exactly. Can't control it. Exactly. So that was starting to warp out of control rapidly. And I would just sit there every single night, just freaking out about not being able to go to sleep, about being too anxious. And then every single day it was just getting ground down by my own mind because it would not shut off and I couldn't sleep. To let my brain rest like and Like two recover. halves of your head are like fighting each other. Exactly. Well, then that started leading to a physical pain. Like like a literal tangible physical pain, which is the worst pain I've ever felt. Like, I don't know if your camera see. I mean, I've got scars on my arms from like, you know, breaking bones and stuff like that when I was young. This pain was far worse than any of that because I think it was stress hormones. Like it felt like acid combined with fire combined with lava in my skull. Oh, like wow. it, it was so bad, I was nearly hospitalized twice because of it. Like it was genuinely the most agonizing thing I've ever felt. Was it all like in your head? The pain? Yeah, I mean, it was like a physical pain. This wasn't just like mental stress, which was absolutely. But like, was your head hurting, or was your whole body hurting? No, it was my head. It was just my head. Oh. And it was so agonizing. Like you know, I broke nothing would like put a dent in it. So in addition to you know the mental stress, the career stress, the literal physical pain that was so bad, I was nearly hospitalized. Like I was. I was in a bad place. So what then got made it even worse than that was nothing was helping. So, you know, I did what you're supposed to do. Like I, you know, had reduced my course load. I was exercising, trying to eat right. I was talking to a counselor. I was taking medications that were prescribed. Like it just, nothing was putting a dent in this thing. And that's where things really started getting scary because there's just was like nothing, no help. nothing, like nothing put a dent in it. Like these sleeping pills that I got, I would my mind would burn through and wouldn't even notice them. They helped one night, the first night I got them. After that, my the evil thing that was in my head just laughed at them. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel any change at all, and that's it was kind of terrifying because you know I'm doing all these things, but then it's like, what else do you do at that point? And um, so this let this lasted. 
let's say about six to seven, I think it was approaching eight months. I mean, and you know, I, again, I'm every night I'm sleeping like two hours at this point. So after this long, like I'm just a wreck, like I'm naturally, I'm naturally a pretty bouncy, happy, you know, very joking, humorous person. Mm -hmm. I was not that at all. Like I lost, yeah, exactly. I lost like about 15 pounds. I just was not myself. Um, I was afraid of everything. I was afraid to like be optimistic because I was like, oh God, this thing's just going to come back and just crush it. I uh, lost a relationship that I was having at the time, which I mean, bless her heart, she stuck with me for a long time, but like she just like, this is just more than I was, that I signed up for. I'm like, I don't blame you. And uh, there was, I was just losing hope for everything because I became afraid of my own bed because I just knew it was just going to be another night of just laying there for six hours, freaking out the entire time in horrible pain, losing hope, you know, just praying, hoping to go to sleep, but it just would not come day after day after day. And so this is the most brutal, traumatic experience of my life because there just was no getting out of it. And you never really know what you have until you lose it. One of those is a good night's sleep. Another one is hope. Like, yeah. you, you, you know, most of us just, you know, live day to day, you know, just we expect the next day or whatever. And it's perfectly fine. I had lost even hope of a, of a tomorrow, which I didn't know how bad it was to lose that until I lost it. And that just was another thing that was utterly terrifying of when you lose hope for your own future. And um, so, again, I've done all these things, nothing had worked. And so I was contemplating uh, taking a quarter off from school, which frankly would have been permanent because like there's nothing going home would have improved my situation at all. Mm -hmm. So I was about three weeks away from dropping out of school and then a army vet who I knew, who I wasn't even really particularly good friends with. He's a nice enough guy, but he saw a Facebook post I'd made because I was like, guys, like I need help sleeping, like a supplement, anything. And he messaged me and he was like, hey, do you want to get to the bottom of this? I'm like, well, yes, this isn't fun. Like this is every day is <laughs> torture and like, horror. Yeah. Like I, I'm like my life is just raw misery and it's nothing I can do about it. So he sat down and spoke with me a little bit about his experiences. You know, he uh, he was a veteran from Iraq. He'd, I, I'd say his name. I just don't want to put his business out there. But, um, you know, he'd seen some pretty rough stuff. He'd seen, you know, a lot of members of his unit die in friendly fire and things like that. And so, you know, he'd had problems sleeping. He was always turned on and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I was like, dude, like, I feel like a big pansy even, like, pretending like I have a problem around you. And so he said something that was really influential to me. He said, like, I don't care. Like what you're going through is what you're going through. And that's helped me a lot going forward of whenever I meet anybody in my life is I don't really care what their problems are. I want to help them because everybody experiences things in their own way. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, so we go through, through genuinely traumatic experiences. Some aren't you know, life may not be as hard, but it's hard for them. You got to meet them where they're at and help them out there. Yeah, everybody's different. Exactly. And so um, he told me about neurofeedback. And what neurofeedback does is they use this cap that's right here, and we'll get to that in a minute, but it reads your brain waves. And, you know, some parts of your brain are overactive or underactive or not communicating right. And if those are dysregulated, they can cause problems like PTSD, anxiety, depression, insomnia, Inability to focus, ADHD, I mean, a whole gamut of issues can be caused by brainwave dysregulation. Anything like neurological. A lot, a lot yeah. of different things neurologically, particularly in your particularly in your brain. Um, and I was like, I mean, well, yeah, like it feels like somebody has left their foot on the gas for, you know, about three years now. And it's just been grinding me down. 
and nothing's helped. So why not? So he took me to uh, a place that was called Be Wellness at the time. And uh, that's where I met the lady who fixed my brain and who is now my mentor, Dr. Jamila Flowers. And uh, she was actually former business partners with um, the lady who I'm working for now, whose name is Melissa, who's great. I love Melissa. She's amazing. She's mm-hmm. great to work with. And I've gotten to help a lot of people with her. But um, so sh- so this army vet took me to Dr. Jamila Flowers, did the scan, found what was going on in my brain. So like for me, it was like my beta and my alpha were super high. And my alpha was actually completely flipped. So you have these natural asymmetries in your brain. They're supposed to be high on one side and low on another. Alpha was completely in the opposite sides that it was supposed to be. And that was correlating a lot with the things I was going through. Right. So then we started doing the sessions. And what you do is like once we develop a protocol for based on what we need to fix, then you sit there and you watch a television screen. Whatever you want to watch, it just matters that you're interested in it. And so they have these sensors on your head and it dims the image and the audio when your brain is acting out of line for what we want. And so for me, like whenever my brain kicked way into high gear, which was all the time, it had dimmed the image and the audio. So it let's so it trains the brain to replug itself using this process called neuroplasticity and so it started replugging breaking up those bad pathways which doesn't hurt there's no side effects to this and so it breaks up those bad pathways that are causing issues that we keep getting stuck in because for me it was every night was just getting stuck in a circle that i could not turn off i could not go to sleep i could not make myself stop freaking out like a dog chasing his tail basically can't can't catch the tail yeah basically yeah but the dog is on fire and that was basically (laughs) and that was basically my brain and um so that helped to start breaking up those bad pathways that are keeping me trapped in that cycle because like you know i mean i I was doing everything you're supposed to do and i was doing counseling and counseling is great by the way i do not mean to disparage it like i fully advocate it just didn't work for you it it didn't because my brain was on fire and um so actually when we started doing the neurofeedback when i started retraining my brain started forming good neural connections and strengthening those new ones it so my i started getting better slowly like i started being able to sleep again i started having you know fewer anxious days like one of the most interesting moments was i was just sitting there working out in the gym and i was just like oh i don't i don't feel anxious like it was after having like a been light st- switch. Exactly. I haven't been stuck in it for that long. I didn't even know what that felt like anymore. And I was like, okay, like I'm not, and I actually, it was actually kind of alarming. Cause I was like, I don't know like, am I what dying? it's, yeah, I don't know what it's like <laughs> to not be anxious. I don't know what it's like to not be freaking out all the time. So I started recovering. So this happened in the year 2018. Then I started doing the neurofeedback around the end of 2018. And so most of 2019 was like, starting to recover, starting to pick up the pieces of my shattered psyche now that my neurology was being kind of fixed up. And uh, so towards the end of doing the neural feedback, like, you know, I was doing a lot better. You know, we'd done several different maps and we're like, okay, so we've got improvement here. Then eventually my, my mentor was like, okay, so you keep like telling me the same thing. So neurologically we're doing okay. Now I want you to talk to a counselor again. And I was like, well, I mean, okay. And so uh, I went to another counselor now and seven sessions of counseling, good to go. I was like, oh, so it turns out like, you know, when your neurology is not on fire all the time, you can actually use the fantastic advice and, you know, protocols and stuff that they use. Right. Because there's, um, for example, there's like the Christian principle of like, don't build your house upon the shifting sands, build your house upon the solid rock. So when I formerly tried to go to counseling and stuff like that, you know, it, it, it was like shifting sands, but the sands were on fire. And so just nothing that they were telling me could work because my brain, which was just like on methamphetamine, 
would not like it would just work it was warp around them it would like warp all the advice that they would give me it would try to like figure out things around there i mean god bless them they tried but it just did not help but now that my neurology was okay i had that firm neurological foundation Mm -hmm. then that little bit of counseling along with finding the right counselor helped me out like so much faster i wish i'd done them concurrently my recovery would have been even faster so like a lot of people who we work with now we advocate that they go to a counselor. We work with uh, Marietta West Cobb Counseling a lot down on Whitlock Avenue, down in Marietta. And uh, so I actually, I went there, so I personally vouched for them. But um, they they did some great stuff there along with the neurofeedback I got. So hitting it from two angles, like, you know, it's kind of the reason I'm here. So, but the neurofeedback did kind of the lion's, the lion's share of the work along with my mentor, Dr. Jamila, who listened to my crazy butt blubbering and, <laughs> you know, like, Every like I used to would send her emails like you know I've had a rough night and she'd kind of talk me through it and so you know it started getting better and better and now I sleep fine like now I don't have anxiety anymore like I only get nervous when I'm supposed to be nervous and then like normal nervous yeah exactly like because like everybody's supposed to have times in their life where they're supposed to be a little nervous you know supposed to be you know sad or something like you know like a family member passes or you know you have a big test coming up or like a first date exactly just like that. And, um, but your brain's supposed to be able to shift between them like a gearbox. Like sometimes you're supposed to be in high, sometimes you're supposed to be in low, but you're supposed to be able to shift between them as needed. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes we get stuck in those gears. So like, you know, for, uh, like kids in ADHD, a lot of times their Delta and their Theta waves are actually really high. And so when they get stuck in that, then they start to have those neurological problems and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, like, like a medical neurologist would be able to go even deeper into like why that is and there, but, um, it's it's really fascinating like some of the things that you see on the maps but for me i just could not shift out of that high gear and mm-hmm. then now my brain could actually calm down and stuff like that now you can actually control what gear you're in exactly so like now it's so much easier if i'm a little nervous about something just to you know just be mindful of it or just deal with it and then i'm fine after that like a normal person like i yeah. get to live life normally again which and you know like i said earlier you don't really know what you have until you lose it mm-hmm. well being able to deal with things normally is it's like a second chance of life for me and um like i love my life now i get to do something a career that i absolutely love because i'm so once i start recovering i was like okay i did not know anything about neurofeedback and if that army vet had not told me about it i wouldn't be here talking to you yeah because like if he hadn't seen that Facebook post, like, I just wouldn't be here. So you were meant to be here. Kind of, yeah. Like, uh, well, it's not entirely the way I see it, but, like, the fact that he had taken the time to speak out and tell me about it, like, that literally saved my life. So that's why I'm doing it, because now I want to spread this thing. Like, I want, like, I never shut up about it. Like, I'm pretty sure the first time I met you at networking, like, I brought it up, obviously, mm-hmm. just because, like, I want everybody to know that this thing exists, because, you know, none of the counselors I'd been with, you know, no one at the school, nobody had told me that this was a thing. Yeah, and I didn't know it was a thing until I met you. Exactly. And so it's, you know, kind of like, you know, two ships passing in the dark. If I hadn't heard about it, I mean, my life would still probably be that pure hell that I was living in. And so that's why I'm doing it now, because I guess kind of my, I guess my guiding force right now is that I'd want nobody to go through what I went through, because it was suffering just add it kind of like its most pure pointless form because like nothing was gained from that suffering it just it, it just burned yeah like wasting away exactly and so that's kind of why i'm doing it now because i want to be able to help people the way i was helped and 
fortunately, you know, I've started learning more about it. I started asking my mentor, like, just basically every single question that I could. Mm-hmm. And, um, That's what they're there for. Exactly. And so she's fantastic. And then Melissa offered me a job doing it. And I was like, yes, like, absolutely, I want to do this. And uh, so I, I can imagine you getting super excited about that because yeah. you are a happy, energetic person. Mm-hmm. So getting offered a job about mm-hmm. something that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. it's like life changing. Basically, yeah. And thank you. But yeah, the I, I just geeked out about it. And so um, I've been doing this since last August and I've already you know had several patients of my own you know, who I've like recruited and started with and stuff like that. And my very first patient, he's now actually completely off of it himself because he came in for, you know, some anxiety and some uh, uh, lack of focus issues. You know, he's a financial planner. And I talked with him about a month and a half, two months ago, and he's still doing great. Like he, he said like he's still focused, you know, he's got time to, you know, enjoy with his family. Like he's just loving life now and I'm really excited for him. Okay. And the nice thing about neurofeedback too is that you, you don't have to do it the rest of your life. That, like once, that's what I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. It's not like a something you have to do once a month for 20 years. Yep, exactly. Like once the changes are made, you know, once those new pathways are reinforced, because every time like a, a brain cell gets stimulated, like the, the pathways get stronger. And so just as we start to train the brain to go in the direction that we want it to go, then the effects are, I mean, they're just done. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the they did studies that show like the effects can last for up to 30 years and it's only 30 years because that's how long the studies go. So it might be even longer than that. Yeah. But um, we'll just say at least 30 years. But like I don't – I haven't done neurofeedback in I don't know how long. Like so you don't have to do it like every week or it comes back or, you know, it's not like a like a drug. Once you take it out of your system, like the issue, you know, starts to grow again. Like it's not like that. Like I haven't done neurofeedback since – again, I literally don't remember the last time I did it. But – that's how much it helped me. And so like, I'm not really worried about that issue coming back anymore and not having that stress is pretty great. Cause you know, life's hard enough. Like yeah, it's a lot harder to do when your brain is screaming at you and not letting you just do the most basic functions of your life. And so yeah, having that change done for me, I, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, forget the technology, but yeah, it changed my life. And now I've gotten to do that for some people myself and it's been a incredibly rewarding experience and I just look forward to doing it for the remainder of my career. Like, you know, chiropractic is great. I love it. And I fully plan on doing that too. Like I'm actually just about to start, I'm about to start doing some stuff in that regard. But neurofeedback is much more my focus just because of how it literally shifted the entire course of my life away from just pure, I unfortunately not unimaginable suffering in my case, but just pure agony to living life the way I want to now getting to geek out about stuff and making fart jokes and loving my hobbies and spending time with people I love and things like that. And doing podcasts. Yes. And doing podcasts, (laughs) which is my very first one. So this is a lot of fun. Okay. Well tell us what is this guy? Uh, So this is, I haven't really decided a name, so I'm just going to call him Themistocles because we were talking about, (laughs) talking about Greek people earlier. So the styrofoam head isn't important and I don't really know what the camera is. But um, what this does is this is the EEG cap that we use. So this is the kid's one. But we just put this on your head. It's like a shower cap. And we just skirt gel in through these holes. And that helps read the signal of what your brain's doing. So it doesn't shock you or anything. It's literally just, it's like a, it's like a little microphone just for electrical signals. Okay. And so it's reading the signals in your scalp, you know, seeing what the different brain waves are doing. You know, are they high? Are they low? Or... Is that what you're that. wearing when you're watching the show you're talking about? No, so this is just for the first scan. So it's kind of like two different parts. So the first part is just the EEG scan. We just call it a brain map. And so you just sit there quietly in a dark room 
And we basically use this to listen to your brain. And we do uh, six sections with the eyes closed and six sections with the eyes open. You just sit there, don't move around. It's pr frankly pretty boring. But then you get to do the fun stuff. So once we do that, you know, we take this off. You know, you got to go home and shower, get all the goop off. And so then we take all that data. We uh, write up what's called a brain map. And so then, uh, you know, you come back. And then, like, I do a report of findings and be like, hey, like, you know, this is what we found, you know, so then you, we also send an email that has, like, an intake form, like, so you write down, like, the history, you know, any medications you're on, like, a bunch of cognitive emotional questions, things like that. Mm -hmm. So then I, you know, take all of that data and I say, like, hey, like, you know, this is what, you know, you told us, like, this is, this explains this, whatever, like, here, these are highs or low, whatever. And just, just explain, like, what's going on, because everybody's brain is different. Like, the brain is the most unique thing that we know of. There's more neural connections than I believe there are stars in the sky. Like the brain is oh, insanely wow. complex. So everybody's a little bit different and that's fine. Like that's okay. And then, so we're going after the dysregulation. So like for me, you know, these areas back here were extremely high and they were flipped over, not where they're supposed to be. So that was like the main target starting out for us. And then what we use is once we're done with the scan and we don't have to use this. And then uh, we just put these two little sensors on your head and some ear clips and then you just watch whatever you want to watch. Like the key is that you're interested in the subject. So like I was watching like Kevin Hart videos and James Bond movies. And so when it dims the image in the audio based on the signal that your that the computer is reading, then it dims the image in the audio. So you get a little frustrated that you can't you can't see, you know, James Bond drinking the martini or whatever it is that he does now. <laughs> and because you're denied that, you get a little frustrated. So that's when the brain starts to, you know, make some changes because the brain wants that that that's that signal it's a it's kind of the stimulus like you want to be able to see that so when you deny it the brain starts to make some changes it's called operant conditioning okay and so the nice thing about it is that it's unconscious you can't outthink it as my mentor put it your brain's going to get some science whether you like it or not <laughs> and that was what i needed because like i was constantly like, trying to outwit these you know the, these fantastic counselors that i was talking to but this, it's like, it's what the brain is telling it. Like, so I can't control, you know, my alpha being higher or something like that. It's not a conscious process. And so the, my brain couldn't escape it. So finally it found, like, something had been found that could, like, wrangle this thing and, like, make it get better. And so over time, those changes started being made. And so then when the brain is in the thresholds that we want it to be, it brightens the image of the auto. So the brain learns, okay, so when I do do the right thing, I get to see what I want to see again. So that's how it breaks up those bad pathways, forms the good pathways and strengthens them. And that's basically in a nutshell how it works. And it, so it takes some time, but then I started, you know, getting like being able to sleep like one night a week and then two nights a week. And then like after a time I started being able to you know, only have one bad night every other week. And then mm -hmm. like, one bad night a month and then now it's the only time I don't sleep well is like if I eat a bunch of cheese the night before. <laughs> so like like I have like or uh, like last week for example I actually laughed because I didn't sleep well. It wasn't because of anxiety it's because like you know with the, the changing of the seasons my sinuses were my sinuses were glued shut so I just couldn't sleep very well and I yeah. actually laughed at that because my problems are normal again. I was gonna say because it's a normal <laughs> reason yes. not to be able to sleep very well. Yeah it is. So um yeah being able to have that change perspective even of like now I can just enjoy every single day for what it is like just enjoy the small things because you don't know we have to you lose them so like just even enjoying the sunshine I, I can actually do that now because my brain's not screaming at me I sleep fine I get to do a career I love like it's it generally changed my life for the better and I'm out there wanting to do the same for other people okay would you at some point want to open your own 
neurological feedback practice? Somewhere down the road. Um, I'm pretty satisfied with where I'm, I'm at right now. There's still a lot I want to learn. Um, just you know how to deal with different people, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, different different cases and things like that. So down the road eventually, but like that's several years off. Like I'm right. still wanting to get, you know, the chiropractic side of my career going as well. I love working with Melissa. Um, so that's been fantastic. So I don't really want to go independent really just now, but um, down the road, sure. Yeah. Usually I'd say um, you're, when you're at a job, your mm-hmm. boss or your mentor, whoever, mm-hmm. is kind of, I guess, training you to be able to go off on your own eventually. Yeah, kind of. In um, any job. Because I used to work at a gym. Mm-hmm. And when I left there, I wanted to open my own gym. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. Yeah. But I had the mindset of wanting to open my own mm-hmm. gym. And I've had a couple of jobs like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes it's like that and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's good to have the mindset. Like, yeah. to, to, t- to treat everything as a learning experience, you know, like the good and the bad and all of that. Um, so I've, I've learned different things that I want to do, different things that I love that, you know, like Melissa does, like she's fantastic at networking. I've learned a lot about networking from her. I've done so much networking. Yeah, I, was I, say, how you and I, met. I see you at every networking event I go to. Yeah. And that's been a lot of fun being able to, you know, share what I do, but also just to learn about other people and things like that, like being able to enjoy their stories and what mm-hmm. like they, you know, they deal with, what their careers are. And uh, so I got to learn a lot about that from Melissa, even, and then the neurological stuff that I need to know as well. I've learned a lot of that from her. So just, uh, it's been great working for her and um, I'm looking forward to continuing doing so. And we actually have two offices as well. We have one in Marietta Square on 127 Church Street. And then we have another one here in Kennesaw, or I guess technically we're in Ackworth, but um, in Kennesaw, uh, right there in the Horndower Brewery. There's a kind of like a like an office inside suite in the side of it. There's an office suite in the side of it. That's actually where I met you for the first time. It was at a KBA, a live after right. five at the Horn. That's Owl. right. That's right. Yeah. So if you go out the door there, just around the building to the right, our offices are in there. So it's and actually we're by Piedmont Injury. Yeah, we're uh, on the bottom floor of that. Okay. But uh, so yeah, it's like a really nice location. So we've got two of them, and it's just I get to work in both of them, so it's pretty incredible. And then I actually had one patient who's a former Marine. He started leaving. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go get a beer. And I was like, you know, dang, like I kind of wish I could too because that <laughs> sounds amazing. So yeah, just once the work day is done, you can just walk right there and go. I'm sure that happens whiskey. a lot. Yeah, I've had I've had a few people go do that once I'm done with them. And uh, but so anyway, but yeah, I love what I do. And just the sheer amount of things that I've seen it help with are astounding. Like, you know, helped me with anxiety, insomnia, like some people who I observe, like helped with depression, uh, some kids with ADHD, uh, one girl who's about my age, helped her a lot with seizures. Oh, okay. And uh, actually one of my former roommates, he had severe alcoholism. Like he relapsed hard. And it's kind of hard to watch a man like literally just break down in front of you over the course of a couple of months. But he broke down. Like I woke up one morning and he was just standing in my other roommate's room just sobbing, like apologizing to us. And well, I couldn't handle that. Yeah, it, it was rough <laughs> for him. And but I knew that neurofeedback can actually help with addiction issues as well. And so I told him about it. And I was like, hey, like, you know, let's go talk to Dr. Jamil. Like, you know, this helped me, obviously. Like, I think this could help you. And sure enough, um, he started doing it. And he's doing great now. He actually just graduated, I believe it was last week. And uh, he and I took our last board exam together. And I'm immensely proud of him. Oh. But, yeah, just the sheer amount of things that it can help with. Like, yeah, a lot of times there's something that we want to add in as well. Like, you know, sometimes it's rehab. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, counseling, things like that. But uh, this, just the sheer amount of things that it can, at the very least, help with are absolutely astounding. Like, and it 
you know, I've seen it change a lot of lives and I've heard it change even more lives and I've experienced it change my own. And it is absolutely incredible. And I just, I just think it's almost criminal that fewer people know about this. So that's why I'm out there, you know, singing it to the hilltops because I want people to know that this exists. Like I don't want anybody to have to suffer longer than they have to, you know, who've done years and years of therapy and meds, which, you know, not to knock folks that use that because I mean, like they're, they're, they're good people and the, the providers mean to help. Yeah. But like sometimes something else is needed. So I just want this to be that another puzzle piece that they can use to try and get them to recover, to, you know, get back on their feet and then, you know, go out and live their lives the way that life is meant to meant to be lived. Yeah. And, well, good uh, thing for this podcast. You can share it with mm-hmm. however many people you can get it to and mm-hmm. get your word out there yeah. virtually. Yeah. And I'm immensely appreciative for the opportunity because it's been uh like, yeah, I just love being able to talk about it and geek, kind of geek out about it. And it's, <laughs> it's awesome. So I love y'all set up and I love the opportunity that y'all have given me. So thank you so much for letting me, letting me talk about it a little bit. Yeah, of course. Well, tell everybody how we can find you, you know, how somebody can get in touch with you. Okay. Give me one moment because the contact information is on my wallet, which I threw on the floor. <laughs> okay. So um, you can go ahead and give, give us a call at uh, 470-291-2778. Like, that's our office phone number, so you'll get in contact with Tracy, who uh, you know, runs our communications. And then I just ask for Dr. Kyle, and they'll get us on our, it'll get you on my schedule, and I'll you know, sit down and do a consult with you, which doesn't cost anything. And then um, if we decide to go forward in our feedback, then we can start doing the brain map, and then go on and you know, go forward and you know, get, see, see what we can do. And then um, you can also email me at kyle at braintraincentersinc.com. Or you can just go to our website at www.braintraincentersinc.com. A lot of great information there. I highly recommend you go to the website. There's a lot of good info that you can just read about neurofeedback in general. And, yeah, so that's how you get in contact with us. Um, like, shooting me an email is usually the fastest way to get in contact with me personally. And mm-hmm. then I'm just more than happy to sit down, do the free consult, see what's going on, you know, have... You know, have tell me tell me your story and just see if this is something that can help you and then we go forward with that and then um, right now we're still doing our ninety nine dollar QEEG report of findings and mini session special so all of that is ninety nine dollars you come in you do the QEEG you sit down we do a report of findings and I give you about a ten to fifteen minute session of neurofeedback to show you how it actually like works like what the sessions are actually like okay all of that's ninety nine dollars which is a great value and I um, mean you know I'm a former patient so like I love doing anything that can help patients and uh, melissa's been incredibly supportive of me doing that so we've been we've we've extended that again and it's helped out a lot of people and i highly encourage people to take advantage of it and uh see if we can see if we can help you out awesome well thank you kyle you know y'all heard it here if you want your brain fixed if you want to sleep again go see kyle (laughs) yep i'd uh love to help y'all out so once again dr kyle with brain train centers and uh See if we can help you out. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Jordan.